Hey. Hey. You're here. Awesome. Cool. So I'm here with Sam and I'm Des. Hello. Hi. So this is our podcast that we're making together. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. And are you? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, it's always nice to talk and just chill out and relax. Yeah. So in this podcast, we're planning on playing games and just little things that we make up. And it's just going to be fun little little episodes. And they're going to be spontaneous. So we're not going to have them regularly scheduled. But whenever we get a chance, we'll post one. Whenever we hang out. Sounds great. So I think for this first one, we just jump right into it. Yeah, sure. I'll say something and then you'll continue it. Okay, sounds good. There is a square on a table inside of an empty classroom. I wonder what's inside. Um, the teacher thought. You square. Heard a... <laughs> <laughs> she heard a sound coming from inside the desk. A scratch. The square rose into a cube. Now that the square was 3D, it... Um, it grew and it grew until it broke the desk open. Shards of desk were all over the floor. The cube seemed uninterested and floated from thing to thing, desk to desk, until the entire room was covered in shards of desk. As if it was scanning the classroom, looking for its target. Beep. The square, the cube, um, sounded as it searched the classroom. It floated at around chest level and intrigued the teacher. The teacher was hidden behind her desk, crouched on the floor. He trembled. When the cube followed her, she looked at it and she saw her reflection. The cube didn't seem to notice her, however. What it did seem to notice were the fire inspectors that were getting ready to enter the classroom. The teacher had loved to stay after school and read, and things like this was A great excuse to talk to some other people before going home. The cube floated toward the doorway and stayed hidden. The cube sounded a um, school fire alarm and everybody 
went outside. The school was empty. The cube went through the hallways as if it was loitering. Once it was determined that the fire alarm was in fact a false alarm, the firemen who came to test the system were intrigued. This wasn't something that they had done. Someone must have known that they were coming to test the system as they went inside the school to access the security system to see if there was any evidence of tampering. The cube floated in front of them and blocked their way. I'll handle this, said one of them. It's probably some sort of science project, trying to brush it away with his hand. The cube immediately burst him into millions of tiny people shards, just as it had burst the desks earlier. The firemen shouted, Careful! Stay where you are. You don't want to step on any of the shards. Um, so then the, the gentlemen um, used their boots to sweep the floor to collect shards. The cube shook and the, the floor rumbled and suddenly all of the shards um, pulled into the center of the room as if pulled by magnetic force and the cube became one again and then it sang like an angel and rose to the ceiling it was becoming more and more clear that every shard created was turning into its own cube and the remaining two firemen could do nothing but close the door firmly behind them and watch as the cubes attempted to move past the threshold of the door and make contact with them. It was a race to try and close all of the exits and entrances to the school, but it was done quickly, and the cubes floated from window to window, attempting to escape the school. It bounced on the windows and cracked them. And every time it touched a window, it made a musical sound as if playing pinball. And faster and faster the ball went and it, and it glowed red, hot. And, and they yelled, everybody. Get out! So the the men got out and everyone cleared the school. And it was just the cube inside of the school. And then it exploded again. This was attracting a lot of people's attention. A small camp was forming around the perimeter of the school. As the police were defending the perimeter, many people were intrigued at the sight of the school and the ruins and wanted to get a closer look. 
for now, there were a few holes in the side of the building. With a clear opportunity for the cubes to escape. But it didn't seem as though that was what was happening. It was all quiet on both sides. The tension was palpable. One of the firemen said, The only way we're going to to stop this is by um, setting fire to the school. So, they they blocked off the entire school, sent everyone home. There was red tape around the school saying do not enter and they strategically placed boxes of um, lighter fluid around and lit them and threw them inside the windows of the building and they controlled the fire to make sure it didn't go outside of the perimeter of the school and the whole school went up in flames but little did they know the cube men had been plotting underground the cubes had built an underground civilization that was reaching its prime relatively rapidly the cubes joined together to create creatures with currency weapons desires and goals Their underground network of tunnels was expanding rapidly through the town. And there were tunnels underneath each house of everyone seen around the perimeter of the school. A large-scale invasion was about to occur. And the humans above didn't know anything about it. One cube planted underneath every house in the entire county. And... They, they were all um, were programmed to um, copy every single um, piece of data about everyone living in every household. And all of the cubes knew everything about everyone. Soon, they were going to take over the entire country and they were going to go to war cube soldiers assembled at the foot of the tunnel leading to each house in the town they acted all at once and sprung up in people's yards living rooms and backyards Equipped with high-grade cube weapons, humans were no match. They were boxed in and trapped by the weapons. Human cubes were assembled at the edge of town, with human prisoners inside of each. It was unclear what the cube people wanted, but for now, humans were stored next to each other and were forming a network of resistance. Some people didn't want to rejoin the resistance, and they just wanted to keep their families safe 
and not not go and fight so they became um refugees and crossed the border um to try to seek refuge from these cube people so they went to Europe and there the the, um, the the people living there were just beginning to see the news that um, America was being taken over by these cube people and they wanted to help so they um, sent soldiers to America to try to talk to the Cuban people and see what they wanted. This only succeeded in emboldening the Cuban people in their conquests across Earth. North America was taken. South America was on the way. Cube facilities housed many human people, giving them meager portions to survive on a day of chunky pixelated food that didn't eat well. Europe was under attack. Cube ships were created. It was chaos. Great Britain was under attack and under siege, much like in the Second World War. Nuclear stockpiles were taken over by the cube people. And whole cities were leveled by cube explosions. Just when we thought the earth was going to be destroyed, circular spheres started appearing in the upper atmosphere. The spheres were coming to town, and the cubes did not like this. They fired miniaturized versions of shapes at each other in a great war that had just begun between the cubes and the spheres. The spheres were trying to take over. Um, They wanted to create their own government. Um, And they fought long and hard for the um, the retrieval of America but they were um, losing power the squares were too strong um, but the circles didn't didn't know It was clear at this point that cubes and spheres were locked in an intergalactic war that humans had the misfortune of being in the middle of. So the humans, they just took shelter and they became um, everyone, no matter the differences, they all came together and they knew that they had an equal goal to unite and fight against but it doesn't work I mean the the squares and the circles but they didn't 
realized that it wasn't going to be that easy. Years and years of wars among the humans can't just be forgotten. So they all participated in um in a huge world war and it lasted for 10 years until one very shocking event in the middle of the war no one knows where he came from but the squircle appeared an object of worship by both spheres and cubes alike given the most highest honor by both religions a squircle was a blend between a sphere and a cube a perfect blend all things considered it was hoped in the old books that the squircle would unify spheres and cubes and they would step together in unison toward a better universe but all the squircle saw was war and the squircle took the fundamental position that both cubes and spheres ought to be destroyed and the squircle used their godly powers to wipe out nearly every cube and sphere as he was ashamed of his own creations Humans cowered in awe as squirkle rays cut through their putrid stone and paltry defenses. They were no match for the squirkle. The squirkle um, finished his his job, and nobody was left—not a single circle or square. So the squircle raised the humans. Um, all, all of the adults were desecrated, and only children were left. So the squircle taught them how to um, rise and create a new society. And they, they all worshipped the Squirkle and did everything they could to rewrite the, the, the future. Some humans took issue with the existence of the Squirkle itself. It was an impossible being to comprehend. Looking at it was about as bright as looking at the sun so it was hard to tell what the squircle actually looked like. The only thing that got people anywhere close were shadows. But this went against the fundamental mathematical system of humankind, and the laws of physics appeared to have been broken. The squircle couldn't justifiably exist. It had to be something different, thought the humans. So they investigated and everybody gathered every Sunday secretly to <clears throat> create their own um, um, theories. 
theories about the Squircle. And they they looked at all of the evidence of um, mathematical reasoning and shadows and possibilities to um, see if the Squircle was real. So they found the Squircle was all made up in their head that something bigger and much scarier and stronger was at the root of this. What have they been um what what have been what was controlling them this whole time, they wondered. Unfortunately, the reality began to unravel itself relatively quickly. Examining the cubes proved to be much more effective than one intended. Examining the cubes showed that there was an additional dimension inside of them that could be viewed by humans. Humans, having three-dimensional vision, are able to see every plane that surrounds them vertically and horizontally. But that's about it. Looking into a cube showed a world that expanded on at least six sides. More so if you approached it, and less if you went away from it. It was revealing to humans to see that change in perspective but also dangerous to their way of thinking. There was still um, something else going on. They didn't know, despite being able to see all the dimensions of the cube um, and studying it, they didn't know what created the image of the Squircle? And how could they be fooled this whole time? So they kept on investigating. And they found something else. One morning inside of a research facility designed to distinguish cube's perspective from human's perspective. A cube was captured and dissected. The researcher put the cube's head on his own head and was able to visualize the world in a way that hadn't been seen before. Anytime he walked toward one of the walls of the facility, It appeared to him as though he wasn't moving at all. But to his colleagues, he was moving toward one of the walls. He just didn't know it and had no way of telling that that was the case. If this was the case, then there must be some way the cubes moved around without moving around at all they stayed in one place so they must have taken over the world from one single location somewhere 
So we all need to find out where they are located so we can destroy them. At least that's what this, that's what the top scientists said. But then another bright scientist said, well, this couldn't be the case. If you weren't moving and thought you were, then that would be the case. But since you were moving and thought you weren't, maybe from the perspective of the observer, we're trapped inside of a giant cube. Oh, oh, that's right. So what are we... How are we going to get out of this cube? We need to... We need to get out because we're trapped. Perhaps we've been trapped for a long time. Perhaps there is no way out. Ah! What are we gonna do? Well, seeing as we can move and not appear to move while we're inside of a cube, at least a dead one, then it stands to say that if we were to try to reach the edge of the walls of the cube that our reality is potentially surrounded in, it may not appear to us as though we've even gotten to those walls or gotten anywhere close. How might we solve that? Um... I'm lost. It's an interesting question. There's some other terrifying possibilities. What if the cube is constantly shrinking and we have yet to be caught within its grasp? Where the cube is constantly expanding. And there's no tangible or physical way to get to the edges of the cube. Sorry, I'm completely lost. It's okay. This is where the story ends. Will, will humanity continue to expand until they become bigger, until they become clouds of gas, until they become nothingness? Or will humanity be compacted into cubes themselves? No one knows. Or is there perhaps a third possibility we haven't considered yet? This marks the end of the story. For now. What a tale. Yes, I agree. What good fun. <laughs>